So you can see why. No matter how hard we try to trace our route and find our way to get to God's kingdom, we have been born of flesh. And we cannot enter God's kingdom. And as we look at this, like Nicodemus, we have to come to the conclusion that you can only really come to two different sides on this issue. You can try to scamper and ignore what Jesus says regarding his gift and regarding the new birth. And you can try to, like Nicodemus was doing, try to pile up for yourself a dedicated life. You can try to explain children are innocent and therefore they'll be fine. Or you can rather come to the conclusion Isaiah came to. Woe is me. And you can do what Nicodemus did. Come to Jesus and listen to Jesus and find him say, flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. The following is from Rock of Ages Lutheran Church in Payson, Arizona, reaching out with Rock Solid Hope in Rim Country. May 30th, 2021, John 3, 1-17. That's quite a picture we read of earlier, wasn't it? The, the scene that the prophet Isaiah saw as he was given that vision of the throne of God and he saw those angels shouting, holy, 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 and the foundations of the temple shook at the sound of their voices. Remember Isaiah's response? Standing in the, the presence of a holy God? Woe is me! Isaiah recognized, you cannot come before such a holy God as a sinful human being. Isn't that what we all want, though, to to stand before our God? And not to stand like Isaiah at first did in fear, but just to stand in his presence and not be afraid. How can we? Well, we see as we look at the word of God in John chapter 3, how we are brought into God's kingdom and how we can stand before such a holy and triune God. We see the only way into God's kingdom is through a new birth. We see a man named Nicodemus coming to Jesus. Nicodemus was someone who certainly had his life figured out as far as his understanding of the religious ways of the people. He had dedicated his life to studying scripture. He was a member of the Jewish ruling council, the Sanhedrin. So he was a leader among the people. And Nicodemus was also a Pharisee. Someone who was very zealous for knowing and listening to God's word and following God's word. So Nicodemus thought he was on the right track. But he was about to learn just how far off track he had been going. You ever do one of those mazes that are for children where it's one of those trace the line from start to finish through a maze? I can remember doing a number of those just staring at the back of a cereal box when I was a child. And you you can only take one way to get from that start to that finish. You just have to try all the wrong ways and eventually you find the right way. Someone gave our children a a book just filled with those mazes and they're, they're pretty fun to do. But you know, some people... They treat their spiritual life like one of those mazes. That is, if you just take the right 
paths, or at least try all the paths, eventually you'll find out which one is the right one, and eventually you'll end up at the right spot. You just have to try all the avenues and work at it. That's what Nicodemus was basically doing with his spiritual life. And Jesus was here going to tell him he was tracing the wrong path, and there was only one path. Nicodemus comes to Jesus at night, afraid that others might find out about it. And he says, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him. Nicodemus, as a member of the Sanhedrin, saw Jesus drive people out of the temple with great authority. But Nicodemus also heard about the miraculous, powerful signs Jesus was doing. So he wants to learn more. But before Jesus can answer who he is, and help Nicodemus and help us understand exactly who he is, he first has to help Nicodemus understand who Nicodemus truly is. He says, Very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born again. Nicodemus seems to understand How can someone be born when they are old? Surely they cannot enter a second time in their mother's womb. Nicodemus, Jesus is saying there's there's only one way you can enter God's kingdom, and it's this, it's a, a rebirth. Nicodemus wants to know more. So Jesus elaborates. Very truly, I tell you, and he repeats, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the Spirit. Nicodemus, you might think you're tracing the right route. You might think you're on the right path. You might think perhaps if a person's good enough or dedicates their life to God, that they can enter in his presence. But like Isaiah, and like the prophets, and like all the scriptures, Nicodemus, surely you must see no one can enter the kingdom of God by their own efforts. And Nicodemus finds he's missing something. Unless you are born of water and the Spirit. This new birth, Nicodemus hears, is by means of water and the Spirit. Some people will take this part of Scripture and they'll actually they'll try to say, well, those words water, they were added on later on. But there's no evidence for that. This is part of the original text of Scripture here, water and the Spirit. Very clearly, Nicodemus would have understood Jesus is talking about a new birth through baptism. And some people try to argue, well, it doesn't really mean baptism. It just means water, that's your first birth. And then the second birth is by spirit. But the Greek grammar doesn't allow for that. This is one thing of water and spirit, a single new birth. And still they'll try to say, well, this can't refer to baptism. Surely it means something else. But those who do so miss the very point that Nicodemus and the controversy around him at this time would have been familiar with baptism. In fact, baptism is what we see John open his gospel with, with John the Baptist. That's what the other gospels open with. With John the Baptist, it says, baptizing so that he might prepare the people of Israel for the coming of Christ. And baptism was the controversy in which Nicodemus would have been wondering about as he came to Jesus. And furthermore, those who wonder if baptism really belongs here need to look at the rest of the chapter, where John and Jesus and his disciples 
were baptizing. Or the start of chapter 4, where it talks about Jesus and his disciples baptizing. Jesus very clearly says, You cannot enter the kingdom of God unless you have a new birth. That is, one achieved through the means of water and the Holy Spirit and baptism. Nicodemus, your life as a Pharisee, your teaching, your works, all of it is nothing without baptism. Nicodemus is surprised at this. Nicodemus doesn't understand. Jesus has to explain to him, flesh gives birth to flesh. See, there was a woman who gave birth several thousand years ago now, and her son, his, his name was Cain, revealed what the human race is now like. And Cain, with his wickedness, was an example of everyone that would follow after him. You see, that woman, Eve was her name, and Adam had fallen from a height of holiness and away from their God. And none of their offspring, all the little Adams and Eves that would follow, never would attain or reach that height, but had fallen from it forever. And so we see what God says in the book of Genesis regarding those who are of Adam and Eve, that is, born of the flesh. Every inclination of the heart is only evil all the time from childhood. So you can see why. No matter how hard we try to trace our route and find our way to get to God's kingdom, we have been born of flesh. And we cannot enter God's kingdom. And as we look at this, like Nicodemus, we have to come to the conclusion that you can only really come to two different sides on this issue. You can try to scamper and ignore what Jesus says regarding his gift and regarding the new birth. And you can try to, like Nicodemus was doing, try to pile up for yourself a dedicated life. You can try to explain children are innocent and therefore they'll be fine. Or you can rather come to the conclusion Isaiah came to. Woe is me. And you can do what Nicodemus did. Come to Jesus and listen to Jesus and find him say, flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. The power that we need is not found in the water, but the working of God in baptism with his spirit to give new life and new birth into his kingdom, to be able to stand in his presence. Jesus says to Nicodemus, And to all of us who are surprised at the great importance of baptism, he says, you should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. After all, Nicodemus, you know the scriptures. You know what David says when he says, surely I was sinful from birth. You know what it means when you look at the pages of scripture and see how mankind, humanity has failed. You should not be surprised. And then he goes on to explain the triune God and the mysterious working of a triune God to bring fallen sinners into God's presence. He says, The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear it sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. (coughs) Certainly we feel the effects of the wind, right? And we can't deny that the wind does things, but we don't know exactly how it works or where it's going to end up. 
So it is with the working of the Holy Spirit and those who are born again. You cannot see the Holy Spirit creating faith in the heart. You cannot tell where the Holy Spirit exactly is at any given moment working and what the work of the Holy Spirit will be. But we do see the effects. We do see those who have been born again. You've seen it in your own life as you, by the Spirit's working, now trust in your God. You see it in the lives of other believers, the working of the Holy Spirit on those who now believe and have been baptized as they have a new life of faith. Nicodemus, don't be surprised, but the Spirit does work. And though you may not see it happening as he brings new life in baptism, he works and brings new life. Jesus said, you are Israel's teacher and you do not understand these things. We speak of what we know and testify to what we've seen, but you don't accept our testimony. That's because Nicodemus and all the Sanhedrin could not believe, you and I could not believe, without the Spirit's working. But with the Spirit's working, we begin to understand our triune God. He then goes on to explain the work of the Son. No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Jesus, the Son of God, is not just a man that Nicodemus finds doing wonders. He came down from heaven. Jesus, the Son of God, came down from heaven in order that we might have life and might have new birth. He says, just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. So that you and I might... Stand in God's presence, the Son of God, one of the three persons of our triune God, came down from heaven and he took our death on the cross, lifted up so that we might have life. This is the wonderful, mysterious plan of our God. Our substitute, the Son, dies for us so that we might live. And don't misunderstand, baptism, properly speaking, doesn't save, but baptism by the working of the Spirit brings us life of faith. He says, whoever believes may have life in him. The new life given in baptism by the working of the Holy Spirit brings us new life through faith in the Son. And then he goes on to explain the work of the Father. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son. God the Father from all eternity saw the fallen race of man doomed to not only trace the wrong path, but to follow the path that leads to destruction and death. Gave his Son, not to lead us down the path, but to open the path and to give us life through his work and to trace the path and to walk in our place. We now have life. And God so loved the world. That includes men like Nicodemus, That includes the wicked people of this world. It includes the worst sinner in the most awful deed you can think of. And it includes you, the Father's love for the world, so that you who believe by the working of the Spirit in what the Son has done for you because of the great love of the Father have eternal life. See, you will will stand in the presence of God, much like Isaiah did, with the angels saying, Holy, 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 God the Father, Son, and Spirit, 
and the Lord Almighty who fills this world with his glory will be one that invites you to stand in his kingdom. And you will enter the kingdom of God, not as you trace your own way, not as you dedicate your own life or time, but by the working of God who made you his own through a new birth, a birth given in your baptism by the working of the Spirit, a new birth that has given you faith and new life in your triune God. So we will stand in his presence, not cleansed like Isaiah by the coal from the altar, but by the washing and water given by the Holy Spirit. Because we have been born again. Amen.